Welcome to In The Hunt Podcast. We will bring clarity to the complex game of golf. Start your path to better play today. This is Brian Bailey from Charlottesville, Virginia, and I'm joined with Mark Sweeney from Windermere, Florida, and we welcome you to The Hunt. Welcome to this week's episode of In The Hunt. We, are, uh, we have a different roundtable we're going to have uh, discussing today. Uh, Mark Sweeney is back as always, so let's jump over here to Mark. Mark, what have you been up to? Anything exciting going on? <laughs> Nothing at all different from last time we had this conversation. <laughs> exact same breakfast, same wake-up time, same everything. <laughs> Very good. We're in Groundhog Day right now. And yeah. it's, uh, what degree of Groundhog Day are we is, is really the question. But uh, So we're excited to bring in two new guests, uh, two lady professional golfers, um, both on tour uh, better than being good golfers, you're even better people. I've gotten to know them over the years. Uh, Lauren Coughlin um, was a player at University of Virginia, and I actually recruited her way back when. So I've known Lauren for a long time. Lauren, how are you doing? Good. How's it going? I can't complain. I can't complain. And then we have Maya Shetner coming in. Uh, I believe she's based out of Chapel Hill still. Uh, UNC alum, and I've helped with uh, Maya, I think, the last couple years. I'm getting old. I can't remember how many. So, Maya, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Good. That, so, but full disclosure, I've helped both of them, and I currently help them, so just so people know. Um, so, I'm a little biased, so, you know, <laughs> I, I'll skew most of my comments throughout the day that way. Um, I guess a new thing we've started is adding a quote, and I think this is fitting for the fact that we have all this extra time to prepare. It's from Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first – for sharpening my axe. Uh, it's kind of where we are right now. With the, the season started, you guys prepared, got ready. Uh, both played, I think, one event basically uh, on the LPGA for Maya. Elsie uh, on Elsie is the nickname I give her. I'm sorry, I will butcher that all day. <laughs> I'll, I'll have trouble saying Lauren. Lauren was on the Symmetra Tour. Um, you had one event, and that kind of everything stopped. So definitely in a unique place. Nowhere has this happened before that I know of, and it's kind of. Uh, the theme of our podcast is how this little break is changing, what they're doing, uh, things they're thinking about, and stuff along that line. So first, I'm going to dive in here and ask Lauren Coughlin a question. Uh, leading into the 2020 season, what were the main one or two performance pieces that you focused on from what you learned from last season as a real improvement part for your 2020 plan? So for me, we after going over all the numbers with you and Mark, basically I needed half more birdies around and then a half less bogeys around to get me basically from my scoring average being one point minus 1.2 to minus two was the goal. And for me, it's a lot of that is conversions from about six feet to 15 feet. So I really hammered those distances. Those distances are for me, birdie putts and then also par saves and three putt avoidance. So that kind of covers all three of those. But then I also was working a lot on uh, wedges. Mark talked with Kevin, one of my swing coaches, and basically he came back to me and was like, you know, for you to go to the next level, you really need to get elite from 120 and in. So I've been really focusing on my wedges a lot as well. That was a big part. And that, I mean, I had one event and my scoring average went down on par fives from minus one to minus two which was huge. So that was basically one more birdie right there. But I also, my conversions from blackjack, I made everything inside eight feet. Whereas last year, I think I was what, like under 60%. Yeah, you're so obviously right it's a very small sample size, but <laughs> 
obviously what I was doing worked pretty well. Um, I still need to work on some chipping. So basically I've kind of condensed it from 120 in to about 30 in in has been my next big area that I'm working on. So 30 and in would be an offensive set set up as like par fives trying to make birdie, but that would also correspond to your defensive trying to uh, save par. So that yep. 30 and in is a really, uh, it was a really big zone to train. And, and it really, it's that 10 to 20. Um, all the data shows that that 10 to 20, you better be real good because the disproportionate amount of all your shots come from there. All right. That's a, that sounds like a pretty good plan and very astute on top of that. I love your <laughs> language there. Uh, Maya, how about yourself? Yeah, a lot of the same. <laughs> I don't have the exact numbers, but um, a lot of uh, same distances on putting. I think uh, similar. You have, um, you know, offense and defense and then the conversion side. So when you're playing well and you're hitting shots close, are you converting? And then when if you're not playing well and scrambling, are you converting those up and down? So I feel like for me, I've been – really hammering the 20 feet and in. Um, and then a lot of uh, working on that core five yardages, like 120 to 160, and getting a lot more in positions from those yardages. have. So those two have kind of been my, my big areas. Um, and then go for it's on par fives, working, <clears throat> um, you know, getting the three wood so that you can go for, go for par fives and take advantage of those. Yeah, par fives are definitely, uh, from what everything we've learned, par fives are probably the most important when it comes to scoring uh, factor to actually be able to predict scores, par five scoring, especially at the tour level. So if you're not, you know, getting close to two under on your par fives per round, you're really falling behind the field. Um, that is definitely proven. So I, I think that plan sounds great. Have Mark, um, I know you work with a bunch of touring professionals, a lot of putting stuff a lot of performance. Is there anything you kind of see as a general trend uh, with, with professional golfers? Uh, you mean right now during the off season? Yeah. in the off season, like setting up their plans, getting them ready for the year. Yeah. I mean, at least what I'm doing with, um, with full, um, with uh, putting is uh, lots and lots and lots of speed control work. Um, we're, we're obviously trying to hit all the distances. We're doing short, medium, long lag putts, uh, but I'm doing more speed control work than ever probably because, when you're out playing every week and, and, and the girls can kind of uh, give me their opinion on this, but when you're out playing every week, you're always out and you're hitting tons of putts on, on different golf courses. And when you're at home, a lot of times people get stuck on the same greens and the same speed and the same conditions. Um, and I think that can be dangerous when you go out and play your first course and all the speeds are different all of a sudden. And so we're just doing is we're doubling down on all our speed control work because, you know, my theory is if you can read the green well and your speed's good, it's, it's really hard to putt madly. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fail safe for getting into different situations and different slopes and different green speeds and different grass types. Um, so we're really doubling down on that. Uh, and then other than that, the players that I've seen are just trying to stay very well-rounded in everything that they're practicing. Very good. Very good. Uh, ladies kind of building off of what Mark talked about um, with the extended off season or, you know, off season part due. Um, we're, you're, you're basically had you had a start you got to perform a little bit you perform you, you geared up for what was coming you performed once and then they shut you down again and now we're looking at a restart hopefully sometime this summer um what kind of things have you guys had to change in your training program uh with you know with the the idea of you know you could either see this as a curse or a blessing but 
having this opportunity to have at least one round in, see what was working, that that whole offseason kind of prepared you for that moment. And then maybe I can retool a little bit coming up to the uh, to the restart. So, Maya, we'll start with you. What what did you learn from the one event uh, from your offseason training, getting you ready, and then kind of where have you maybe adjusted a little bit to get ready for when we kick off again here in a couple weeks, hopefully? Yeah, it actually came um, really perfect timing because I just switched swing coaches. So I'm now working with Joe Hallett. So I was actually with him. I stopped in Nashville to see him on my way out to Phoenix um, and then didn't go out to Phoenix, obviously. But so <laughs> um, it actually worked out perfectly. So I am working on a lot of this stuff with Joe. And so it's given me time to um, kind of work on the, the different movements and solidify some of the things that we're working on. So it actually honestly came at a perfect time because now I have time to work on it all. So, um, but we, yeah, we came up with um, kind of some new swing thoughts to work on and, and also a system for the wedges. So um, it's been really nice to have some time to work on things and um, with facilities being closed, it's been a little tough. Um, just been trying to find places to hit balls and, you go to the range and go pick your own golf balls and hit them and go pick them and hit them again. <laughs> so it's oh, been no. old school. Old school. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if it's a hundred percent legal, but it's what I've been doing. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, and she is not in North Carolina. She is currently in Florida then. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> right. No, no, we're, yeah, we're, you know, just doesn't matter where I am. Just nobody turn me in, please. No, that's right. there's, there's nobody out there to catch you. Yeah, that's well, that's right. yeah. And, and, the, yeah. and the police aren't going to show up either way, so yeah, right. actually it's a win-win. Yeah, they won't touch me, you know. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren, how about yourself? What 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 kind of things have you noticed, and what how have you changed your preparation in your second off season here? Um, I'm working out a lot harder again, as much as I can. Um, gyms are clo- I'm in Houston, and so gyms are closed. I've been fortunate my golf courses are still open. I mean, the clubhouses are closed and you can't go inside, but there's, they still have staff working. And so I can, the cups are out and pins are out on the golf course. So I can still go play and everything, which is nice. Fortunate on that, on that end. Um, but I mean, I've been, so I've just been kind of trying to stay in good shape physically, but then I've also keeping up with the same things that I was kind of doing towards the off season in, in my off season the putting, hammering putting big time for me. Um, I'm trying to focus a little bit more on the wedges. Like I said, 30 yards and in more, it kind of, it's kind of a common thread for me. Like the closer I get in, the closer I get, the more anxious I get, the more stiff I get, even with like chipping and stuff. So trying to get work on my technique in that way. So I can kind of stay a little bit more free because if I can stay free, I can do it pretty well. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been the main thing. Just kind of not trying to lose anything that I gained in the off season. Yeah. So I'm still I'm still working on ball striking and stuff. I'm more just working on shaping shots. So controlling ball flight, controlling trajectories, controlling cut, draw, straight. That type of stuff is more what I really was working on in the off season as well. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, it's amazing too the psychology. How the closer you get to the hole, how more important things feel. Um, that is definitely a, a golf centric, uh, ideal. Mark, how about yourself? Uh, anything that you, you would recommend, uh, to give players at home that are listening to this, maybe a, a step up as they're trying to transition, 
so they don't fall behind. I know tour-wise it's going to be really, really interesting when these all kick off again, watching all these players that started step back again and go again. At, you know, who's, who's, whose preparation has got them ready to compete and then who are going to take a couple weeks to knock the rust off before they start playing well again? Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different offseason, if you will, because usually, you know, in the, uh, the winter, you know, November, December, a lot of players just don't want to play, right? A lot of it's a rest season more than an off training season. And we see a lot of players come back very, very rusty at the end of uh, Christmas break. And this is different. You know, you're, you've already had your rest, uh, too long of a rest. And so you really have a chance to go out and, and spend a, a month or two developing new skills. And, and I don't think that happens that often, frankly, if you're playing a full schedule, especially. And I think it's going to really shine a light on the players who, who pr- practice correctly, I think, can get big performance gains. And the ones who don't, uh, they might come back really rusty. So it really might separate the, the, good, um, the good performers, the good practice uh, designers from, from everybody else. And, and I think this is the only time in history really we're going to be able to have this, hopefully, uh, have the situation where you can really see how people come back from an extended break where they're developing skills versus just playing like mad for nine months or 10 months and then resting for a month or two and then starting it all over again. Nice. Um, yeah. So um, again, full disclosure, this is kind of funny. Jan Mann, who was at the university of Virginia, she hired me as an assistant and then she went to North Carolina and she actually coached Maya. Uh, her replacement was Kim Llewellyn. She kept me on as an assistant. I don't know if she looks back at that, thought that was a good choice. But, you know, I was there for about 11 years with Kim. Uh, she was uh, there with Lauren Coglin. So kind of to, to lighten things up a little bit, uh, we'll start with LC. Um, looking back at your college career, and we're going to call out Kim and Jan right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a funny story, too, if you need cover. Um, give me your <laughs> funniest story that you or two of, uh, of Kim Llewellyn for me. Okay, well, I have two. I'm going to start with the one that involves Maya, actually, in UNC. Because, oh. so, Maya, the UNC team used to prank Jan all the time. And so, this was my second year of college. Brittany Altamari was still on the team. And they decided that they wanted to prank Kim with the help of UNC. Basically, K- Catherine Perry was going to call Kim pretending to be somebody at UVA and was going to say that Brittany failed a drug test and couldn't play the rest of the season. <laughs> and, and then that Brittany was going to call Jan and do the same thing, but for KP, I think, that KP had failed a drug test and she couldn't play the rest of the season. Well, I think who, uh, Leah was the assistant at UNC, and so she was in on it. So she, like, knew, knew to keep, like, Jan, like, she knew it wasn't real. Brian had no idea. So Kim gets this phone call and she's like calling all of the higher ups at UVA, like trying to figure out like (laughs) what is going on, (laughs) how this going to happen and this and that. And oh my God, she was, she did not find it (laughs) funny at all. (laughs) That's amazing. I don't know. We were, I feel like UVA and UNC, we always, we hung out quite a bit. Yeah, we did. Four years we were there, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we play uh, a lot of the same tournaments, and, mm-hmm. and so we pretty much always see each other, and we get paired together a lot. So yeah, yeah. And, and today is 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 April first, so that's why yeah. I'm kind of coming back with the, the funny stories. <laughs> All right, Elsie, give me your second one. And and then the other one was my this one involves Brian as well. 
this one, um, it was my third year. It was before the season had really started or like middle of the season. It was in the fall. And I'm hitting bunker shots out on the golf course with Kim. And she's kind of over on the green, probably about 35 yards away from me. I hit one. I didn't hit it very good. So she's throwing a golf ball back at me. But I didn't see that she had thrown the golf ball. All, I'm not wearing a hat. All of a sudden, I look up. Literally, it hits me square right on the forehead, like from 35 yards away. I immediately have this huge goose egg on my head, like right in the middle of my forehead. And <laughs> Coach is freaking out. <laughs> she doesn't handle these things very well. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm gonna. Yeah, LC uh, so, actually had the video or the the picture of it. Now I'll, I'll put that on the podcast here. Yeah, you should because it's hilarious. And so we we immediately end the practice session after this. <laughs> and the day before this, coach had had a um like a meeting with like the trainers about like going through concussion protocol and stuff. And she was like, "Oh, that's never gonna happen. Like, there's no reason they're ever gonna." <laughs> need that so she's taking me to go get make sure I don't have a concussion and we she's putting me in the car we're putting my stuff away and Brian comes around the corner because she had texted Brian Brian just as soon as he sees me just busts out laughing (laughs) (laughs) no concern whatsoever (laughs) he immediately starts calling me a unicorn Well, we all know with head injuries, if it swells out, you're pretty safe. The swelling, yeah. if there's no swelling, or that, there's the danger part. So just from my vast <laughs> knowledge of watching medical shows on television, I knew you were fine. <laughs> and then I had to go take a test for, like, one of my hardest classes that semester, like an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> you look no good concussion. <laughs> no concussion. <laughs> all right, Maya, let's slip over to you. What about a Jan Man story? Jan Man. Um yeah we had good times so jan (laughs) jan hates birthdays no jan hates her own birthday so (laughs) we decorated so it was during a tournament you know this brian she hates her birthday and so we decorated his coaches get a card at tournaments so we decorated her cart and with all like balloons and happy birthday and she refused to drive it the assistant (laughs) coach was driving around her happy birthday cart all day getting congratulations for her birthday but it was she and man's birthday so yeah yeah no they're they're both really really great coaches and they're good friends of mine so i'm sure they won't mind uh and then all my funny stories i'll I'll bring back at another time when we interview them but i got i got 11 years with kim and two years with working with jan but now knowing jan for oh gosh now she's in carolina i'm always in contact with her so i got some really fun ones i'll have to get uh clarifications on which ones i can release i do have Um, one more okay one more quick one (laughs) so Gigi, do you brian i I can't remember if you were still yeah no not the watermelon one Uh, when she passed (laughs) out after doing the three stairs yes (laughs) no so we this was in u-haul at uva which is now um been bulldozed because it had asbestos in it but we were we would have to run stair u-haul was the old uh basketball gym at UVA, like the basketball arena at UVA. And so you'd have to run for cardio after workout. Sometimes we'd have to go run stairs up and down them. They're very steep. And so coach just was like, okay, just go do three. It's all you gotta do, do three of them as fast as you can. And then we're done. 
So three is like, it's hard, but it's not that bad. And Gigi just all of a sudden she does them and we're down and we're talking about to leave and she just passes out. Coach starts yelling, I killed her! I killed her! Yeah. <laughs> it was not the Gigi. most calm. <laughs> no, no. All right. So, so uh, she was fine. Kind of she ta- she has um, Gigi has uh, exercise induced asthma, basically. So we we know this now, <laughs> and she was fine. We but... know this now. We didn't know it. Didn't know it at the time, but we know this now. Correct. <laughs> uh, so, so kind of uh, looking back at your college career, uh, we'll stick with you, Elsie. What was probably your favorite event? Like, what was the one event every year you're like, oh, I have to make that that roster spot? The Darius was always my favorite. Mm. Was it because of the concert or because of the golf course? Both. It was all <laughs> of it. Very good. Both. Yeah, it, it was all of it. it. The golf course was awesome. It was always one of the nicest that we play all year in terms of condition. Like, the greens were perfect. It was really tough. Yeah. Um, and that's, we always that's got Long to stay Cove, in, right? Yep, Long Cove and Hilton Head. And – we always got to stay in a super nice beach house, so we were on the beach, and we had a concert, and you weren't there the last couple of years, but Callie's mom would come and cook for us the last nice. two years, so that was always, we got great food. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was always my favorite. The one thing I learned about college trips is all about the food. All right, Maya, how about yourself? What was your favorite cleanment? You're like, I have to make that roster spot. Uh, we had a home tournament, which was always um a big deal and sponsored by roots chris they had sliders and little steak sliders so that was probably one of my favorites also because you got to sleep in your own bed but second favorite would have been yeah darius was a good golf course and fun with the the concert and just a good atmosphere so yeah the university of south carolina does a great job on that Mm -hmm. all right all right so uh mark you got any funny stories you want to tell us about uh you about me <laughs> any any good uva stories any good uva stories there there's not a single one that i feel like telling right now no but there are many 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 <laughs> all right ladies with, with all this extra time on your hands and you're getting out and you're working out and you're doing other stuff what are you what's the one or two go, go-to things you're doing right now to keep yourself occupied we'll start with you maya what are you doing in this extra spare time you have you know kind of in a home quarantine situation yeah um i'm reading a lot yeah reading both for pleasure and for growth um you recommended the book the obstacle is the way by um ryan holiday and that one's really great and very helpful right now just because it's kind of a unique situation we're in and you can see it as a positive or a negative and kind of having you know, you decide your mindset and how you want to. You did read the book. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, it's a good one, actually. Really good. I might read his other ones. So, Um, but other than that, um, yeah, Netflix, I've I've taken up knitting. That's been very nice. Oh, nice. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going to knit your own head covers? Could do. Well, luckily, I get them from Stitch, and they are are knitted. So, if they break I can knit my own. So what 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 show are you binging right now on Netflix? I'm currently watching Drive to Survive about Formula One racing. It's really interesting. It's a sport I didn't really know a lot about, but they're very talented um, people, and there's only 20 Formula One racers. So to make it to that level is you know you have to be top of the top, and it's very competitive. So it's kind of 
you get to see interviews with all the drivers and you can, you know, see that winning mentality and, and how they go about things. So that's actually been really cool. All right. I'm going to have to add that one to my list. How about you, Elsie? What are you doing to keep yourself busy? Well, I'm with my, my brother and sister are here too. So, cause they had to come home from college. So I've been going on walks with my sister and her dog almost every day. And then I play call of duty is my other go-to. I play call of duty. Um, and then ne- like watching shows and stuff on Netflix. I watched Tiger King last week. That oh. was crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to like resist watching that. I'm doing the watch same it. thing. My everybody's like watch, <laughs> watch it, watch it. it. I'm like I'm I'm, I'm no. going away from the masses. I like I refuse, I refuse. but everyone keeps yeah. telling me. Yeah, no, you need to watch it. It's very all over the place. <laughs> hey Mark, so t- tell me other than the the Lion King or whatever, what do you what do you watch and do? I watched. I watched Tiger King, of course. I resisted at first, but it's such a great uh, <laughs> depiction of Florida life that I just had to watch it. So, <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm binging Ozark and, uh, and then spending a lot of time actually working in front of the computer, developing some new stuff, um, doing a lot of webinars. Um, so a lot, a lot of computer time right now, actually, in addition to uh, binging. <laughs> computer work in between shows i got you yeah <laughs> all right and and kind of a tradition i don't know if i told you ladies or if you've ever heard our podcast is if you're new to the show i'm gonna hit you with five rapid questions and you just got to answer them there you know it's not big time thinking behind it but you know just five questions that uh you know that so the the, the audience will get to know you a little bit better so uh, lauren we'll go ahead and start with you you ready five mm-hmm. rapid questions here we go most calories you've ever burned using the uh, peloton because i know you love that thing um, I think about 350, I think, or no, like that, kilojoules. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I think about 350. And, and after riding that hard, was it worth it? Yeah, I feel good after. Okay, just checking, just checking. Uh, <laughs> what is, what, what is your favorite NFL coach? Bill Belichick. Why would that be? Uh, well, he's related to my husband. So I'm technically related to him, um, but he also he loves golf, and I've gotten to meet him, and he's awesome. But he's also right. like the greatest coach of all time. So, <laughs> and I and I love you. Just brought the husband into this because here's our next question. This is based off your husband, John. Would mm-hmm. he rather snuggle or go fishing? Go fishing. Okay, I figured. Um, <laughs> just being uh, honest. <laughs> just being honest. Uh, what is your favorite vacation if you could pick any vacation what would be your favorite vacation spot be mm. somewhere on the beach i love the beach somewhere on the beach all right and then the final one would be what is your favorite accent my favorite accent mm-hmm. probably australian or new zealand all right very good nice mm-hmm. nice all right my aussies would say that those are not the same accent you know yeah no, i know that's why i'd that's be very why upset I with you both of them. that's why i said both of them i like both of them <laughs> Do it. Kiwi. Mm, it's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maya, are you ready? Um, well, you kind of already answered one, so I'm going to have to get creative here in a minute. Well, I'll, I'll filter back. Um, what movie makes you stop and watch it time after time? No matter what you're doing, when this movie comes on, you just stop. Mean Girls. Nice. <laughs> Mark love loves that. that one, too. Mark loves that one, too. <laughs> Um, it's a classic (laughs) what is your favorite wine 
probably cab sav. I mean, Josh is, you know, your staple. My yeah. wife loves the Josh too. Um, what is your favorite pump up song before you go work out? Oh, I don't really have one. I just listen to whatever is on in the gym. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, cat or dog? Which one's dog. better? Dog. Thank dog. you. Yeah. Oh my God. Because if you had said cat, our relationship would have been, yeah. different. I would have, I would have given you all bad information from this point forward. Yep. And then, uh, <laughs> And then I'll have to get creative for one. Go ahead, Mark. Hit her with a question. She hit my one I wanted to ask. I'm I'm unprepared with questions. I didn't know I was on the spot for this one. Tell oh, tell know, us uh, tell us a little known fun fact about yourself. Ooh, a little known fun fact. I am both an American citizen and a Swedish citizen. Ah, dual passports, huh? Mm, yep. Nice. So- I can, I yeah. Know. I actually didn't know There's that. Travel bands. I can like travel the world. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's you got that going for you. As, uh, yeah, I know. Carl Spreckler would have said, "You got that going for you." Uh, so, so we're gonna go ahead and end up our show today. I hope you guys enjoyed our our, our talk here with with Maya and Elsie, both professional golfers. Make sure you go follow them. Find them on Instagram. I also know Maya does a podcast as well called yeah. Birdie Cast. So make sure you yep. go follow her. Um, and give her some love there. So uh, once again, ladies, I want to thank you for joining us. Mark, thank you for being here. And we look forward to seeing you guys in the hunt in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.